but it's hard, boys. I am Joe. I am Troy. And isn't it great that I got to introduce myself this week? <laughs> did. I didn't try and be different. <laughs> In this exciting episode of the South Road Boys, um, how are you, my, my friend, my I'm buddy? Actually, I'm a little bit tired, drawn out. Really? Yeah, big weekend. As you know, I did actually meet up with you on the weekend in the in the township of Melbourne. Correct, yes. And uh, we had a few big days, and uh, Mr. House has got a mention on the podcast before, and my wonderful mate Bubba, we had a bit of a footy trip. And, um, now, could I say what's it, but Bubba's I'm... real name? Ah, uh, that's, that's a secret. Because <laughs> I said to my wife, I said, uh, there was Housey, Barnsey and Bubba, and she's gone, Who? So I'll get back to that. So the reason I'm saying tired, we had two nights, uh, about 4.30 both nights in the morning we got in. So fair yes. effort for guys that aren't 21 anymore. Um, back no. To, back to Bubba though. So here a few years back, I decided that, okay, Bubba was a single man at the time. We're going out having a few drinks. And I thought, it's about time, dude, that I started paying you a little bit more respect and called you by your actual name. I said, if yes. I'm going to introduce you to some girls or, you know, like we're having a chat to someone and I say, oh, have you met my mate Bubba? Straight away, it yeah. doesn't really give a great, I know, energy in and, the room. And unless, of course, your first name, like, unless, of course, you're Forrest <laughs> <laughs> and you become the Forrest Bubba, yeah. Gump. So I said, okay, from now on, I'm going to call you Josh. And the reason why I was going to call him Josh is that's actually his name. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't just pick one. Actually went with his name. So I made this absolute flat-out effort to change my habits and actually call him Josh in in all forms. Take Bubba out of the equation. Um, So, you know, sometimes you can put Bubba in the corner. (laughs) Just take Josh out. So, and it was a really good effort. And this went on for a few weeks. Yep. And in the end, I just said, look, mate, this really, I can't do it anymore. I said, I've tried so many times to call you Josh. It's just going to be Bubba. And he said, oh, thank fucking God. He said, it just doesn't feel right when you call me by my actual name. <laughs> Why does he get called Bubba, though? Um, I don't even know where it comes from. It comes from something a long time ago. Um, I have no idea. But everyone knows him as Bubba. All the cricket circuits, all his mates. Um, I think the only people that actually call him Josh are probably the people he works with. <laughs> oh, because it says it on his name tag. <laughs> That's the only reason I know. <laughs> Uh, but um, it was really difficult to try and change it, and I tried so hard, but I just couldn't do it after a while. It just felt unnatural. Like having two penises. Be- oh, yeah, that wouldn't feel right. What do you know? Feel- oh, it might feel all right, but it wouldn't feel natural. You know what would be the worst part? What? You'd go to the toilet, you'd be busting for one, you'd use the one and piss all over your leg. <laughs> because they'd be attached to separate platters. And you wouldn't know which one was which. Well, it's like it's like a, a splitter. You just got you know you flick it to which way you want the current to go. Yeah, but it's like if you're Siamese cock, because I think that's what we're Siamese call cock. It. Nice Siamese cock. Yeah. Are you assuming that you only have one bladder? Or no. Is or is one for wheeze and one's for fun? Oh, she's wouldn't want to get that mixed up. <laughs> oh. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it suck, though, if the one for wheeze was a good 10 inches, but the one that was for fun, that would, you know, get it done, was only two, like it is now? You could actually, you could play a little bit of multiple choice. She'd be like, which one do you use? And you could say, 
Only the hose knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 okay, so what's going to happen here is I'm going to I'm going to ejaculate all ejaculate. I don't use that word. I'm going to come all over no. you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to we're going to work something out here. We're going to work out whether you like that or whether golden showers are your thing. <laughs> And we're not going to know until it happens. <laughs> I reckon as soon as you bring it up, she'll know which one she prefers, and maybe the answer will be neither. <laughs> like many women I've known in my life. <laughs> neither. <laughs> not, in, not into water sports. Thanks oh, very much. Oh, how did we get there? Just by talking about Bubba. Because that's the thing, right? You, you oh. go... How awesome would it be to have two dicks? And then you get told, yeah, but the only one that works sexually is the small one. <laughs> That's a little bit like you know, people say that, uh, say having, well, like a thoughtful choice scenario, that having a cult would be mm. wonderful, having all these wives would be great. No, it fucking wouldn't. <laughs> no, look, I can tell you from, I, I can tell you for certainty that. I don't think that that's going to be happy days. No, 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 Joe. No. <laughs> Unless, of course, you are you have to be a real sort of a controlling one where where you, it's just the sex. Because if you actually have to be in a relationship with more than one person, that's going to take a lot of time. Yeah, and they are wives. They're not just sexual partners. These people are your wives. So Exactly. So you've got a duty of care. But I think when you mention the word wives... Maybe you don't have the same relationship with them as I have with mine. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but, you know, to, shout out to all the uh, polygamous roadies out there. <laughs> if you want to drop us a line on Facebook and say, actually, you know what? It goes swimmingly well. Then, <laughs> power to... Maybe the, maybe the wives are good friends. i tell you what, I'd love and, to know. And they're just using you for sex. Well, there you go, especially if you've got two penises. <laughs> exactly, one for that one. Is, that, is it considered a foursome if it's just three people but two penises? I don't know, because... It'd have I mean, to be really long to do it it'd nearly be It'd nearly be need to be like... Nearly be need to be like... <laughs> what the hell is that in that sentence? Oh, you're such a millennial. It'd, it'd, it'll like nearly lead to be like... Yeah, it'd nearly be need to be like... It nearly sounds um like, I don't know. European. Um, it'd nearly need to be like an elephant's penis. Now, if memory serves me correctly, and it's, I've only heard this secondhand through a story, that an elephant's penis actually thrusts itself. Self-thrusting. Because oh. uh, an elephant, basically, because of all the weight and all that. I mean, it's not like they've got a lot. They, they can't just move around. They're basically like two cement trucks on top of each other. This shit and imagine trying easy. to get that up to momentum. Exactly. So, <laughs> so essentially, what you would need if you've got two penises, or Siamese penises, as we call it. Siamese penis, yeah. Um, you would nearly need them to be self-thrusting. Yeah. Otherwise, well, you're, you're, got, right. you're just going to be jiggling all over the place. <laughs> like, how are you going to work that out? Just a little bit. Oh, I see you wiggle it. Speaking of cocks and balls. Cock and balls. Isn't that an Irish pub, the cock and ball? It is, but it's... Also in the news at the moment with the Australian cricket team. Oh, ball tampering and not not the good type. Oh no, it's not. I just I'm stuck with this one because I'm really kind of disgusted and disappointed with Australian cricket. Right. Because we love our sport. 
It's a, it's a really yes. thing. And we always go on about the fact if one of the other countries cheats, and ball chambering's been going on since the game began, pretty much. It isn't a new yes. concept. But when another team does it, when another country does it, we're like, oh, you're cheating sons of bitches, blah, 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 blah. Now it's us. I'm just really disappointed. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying I don't have the same reaction. The thing that yes. disappoints me the most is that it was so planned and premeditated. It wasn't just a case of you're out there um, and maybe you happen to think, oh, you know, accidentally scuff your, your shoe across the ball or, you know, I mean, even the boiled lolly thing, that was kind of clever. Like he's licking the ball, he's got the boiled lolly and it's meant to do something. <laughs> um, like that's kind of clever and a bit smart. But to actually go out, right, <laughs> incognito. Yes. With a piece of bright fluoro yellow tape. Yes. In an arena where you've got cameras everywhere. Yes, that can see you changing yeah. your mind. I think no one's <laughs> going to notice what you're doing. <laughs> what well, I don't. Thinking? I don't actually know how. I I know that there was the 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 ball tampering and that they fessed up to it, but I don't know how the actual act was done. Right. So what it was, um, I haven't read the specifics because look, at the end of the day, it's it's not the end of the world. Um, I really hope the roadies love cricket though. Cause this is be <laughs> I got to move this on quick, so got, there's more interesting things to talk about. But um, basically, the with uh, so they've taken a they've taken a bit of adhesive tape out, and the plan mm-hmm. was they would just get a little bit of uh, like little rocks, pebbles, and that, that would stick to the tape. They would have that in their pocket, and then when they got the ball back, they'd rub that across the ball to try and scratch it up. So the ball would hopefully then change the way it rolls through the air and get reverse swing. Okay, so for those roadies who don't play cricket and don't understand, the reason why cricketers rub the ball on their crutch is to make one side smooth, and then hopefully the other side gets scuffed. And if you study aerodynamics at all... Fuck, we're into sports and science. (laughs) Sports and science? Dropping some science on you. Um, You'll see that the... Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. (laughs) All the kids in the crib. (laughs) Oh, Satra boys in the house. Yo, 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 let me speak on this. <laughs> Dropping some truth about the cricket ball. If it's one side smooth and one side rough, then the ball just swings, yo. Hey, 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 <laughs> got a cricket rap. Hey, hey. <laughs> this could take off. This oh, could be huge. White middle-aged men trying to you what, about cricket. Hell loser. This could be nearly as big as Marvellous. M-A-R-V-E-L-L-O-U-S. Everything was marvellous. Oh, I used to love that song. funny. I love the whole oh, 12th Man series. Um, Billy Birmingham? Yes. Billy Birmingham? Oh, he was so funny. Very clever. And one of the funniest things that I think that I love the most, his, his impersonations are spectacular. And then I think there's a right amount of over-the-topness where... He really nails the personality of the person, even if he doesn't get the voice 100% accurate. You know exactly who it is. And there's this one scene, and remember when we were kids, like, this was before the internet, so if you wanted to share this, I remember sitting around, I think it was in your bedroom downstairs, and three or four of us just listening to the tape. Oh, it was fun. And just laughing and laughing and listening to the tape and listening to the tape. And there was this one part where he's doing a a, a Richie Benno who's walking into the SCG. And uh, he's like, oh, hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello, kids. And you hear this, Mr. Benno, Mr. Benno, Mr. Benno. Oh, for some reason, I sound like fucking Dickie Knee. Um, <laughs> it's a bit like that. Yeah. And it was like, 
Hey, Richie, how about an autograph? Oh, sure, kids. Who do I make it out to? Dear Richie? <laughs> like, it's just... Fuck. That just cracked me oh, up every time. You know what's perfect now about this conversation? I've just realised it. What episode number what? are we? Chew 22. Chew for 22. <laughs> the white, the off-white, the ivory, or the bone of the beige. Oh, it's brilliant. 22. Nice. Um, yeah, but we're probably... Yeah, uh, great series. But um, cricket, so that's what they did. They were going to scuff up one side of the ball so that there was aerodynamic change in the ball and it would swing one way or the other, um, depending on how the bowler bowled it. But the thing is, right, it's no different than a a, uh, a bowler going down the pitch and trying to create a, a bit of a rough patch by taking that extra step into the pitch oh, instead of off the pitch. It is, is, it is different, but it comes under the same box of trickery. <laughs> well, it, it's shenanigans. Yeah. And that's why I read an article today which basically says people... We just need to calm the fuck down. I agree with that. I mean, it's a terrible because thing. Because... But it's really not the end of the world. Everyone's done... They haven't gone out and tried to violently kill someone. They've no. They've just tried to be tricky. They've got caught and they've gone, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I think the thing that we don't like about it the most is that there was an order given. There was a... Yeah, it was told. It was the, the Jack Nicholson, you know... I gave the red alert or whatever it was called. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> sort of. No one does anything without me. Me. Uh, um, was that a few good men being aware of it? Mm. Yeah, Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, few good men. Yeah, and uh, Demi Moore as well. A few good men yeah, and one woman. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was a pretty sexist thing. Now I think about it. But anyway, she what? was one of the lawyers, though. She wasn't actually involved in the plot. So, look, it doesn't matter. That's off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new there. <laughs> um, so, look, I think... And people are being stood down and and all that kind of stuff. So that's uh, that's interesting to see whether or not people will lose their position or their role. But, look, I think every country at some point in time has been accused of of doing that sort of shenanigans. Yeah. Um, it's just that it's surprising, um, that James Sutherland has come out and basically thrown them to the wolves. You know why though? It's because the why? the media's had a bit of a go at it, so they feel as though they should. Yeah. But there's a difference between letting it play out and being the head of cricket and, or I don't even think he's the head of cricket. I think he's just the head of the MCG, isn't he? He's ahead of a conspiracy or, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and and he's he's just basically thrown them under the bus. Yeah, it's not good. But look, we'll move on. It's not the end of the world. We will. And quite frankly, most people don't care about cricket anyway. It's, oh, it's, a, it's footy season. <laughs> exactly. It's, why, it's, why are we talking March, about, cricket? about cricket? The only good thing about this happening is the fact that it took all the focus off Collingwood losing another game of football. <laughs> oh, I See, I wasn't going to mention it. Uh, I'm not going to talk gonna about mention. it. I'm not going to talk about it, but... Fucking Collingwood. Fuck. Fuck. But <sighs> did you enjoy the footy? I always enjoy it. It's good times, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, always enjoy it. It was a great weekend. Actually, it was a funny the... thing at the start. Um, I was actually telling you about this when you came and dropped off the new mic, because I'm using a brand new mic, which is really exciting. Um, Unless, of course, it sounds really shit. Well, it could, <laughs> because the way it's been set up, we haven't actually listened to a proper playback, so... Nope. This could end up being a missing tape. 
No, <laughs> we we have no room for a missing that, state right now. Up, can't do that. Um, but I told you the story about the fact that it took us a while to take off out of Launceston because someone yes. left the plane. So we're sitting there, and about 15 minutes after boarding, the doors are still open. I'm like, why is this taking so long? Hurry up, <laughs> as you do. Uh, you know, we've had a couple of beers already. We're a little bit charged. We want to get to Melbourne, have a bit more. And um, suddenly we see this guy with a fluoro jacket person walking back over the tarmac, back into the actual uh, airport. And we're like, what's going on here? Captain comes on, pretty much says, sorry for the delay, ladies and gentlemen. We've had someone who's chosen today not to fly with us at the last minute. Um, (laughs) This unfortunately takes a bit of paperwork for safety reasons to fill out, so it's going to take us a few minutes. Shouldn't be long, apologise for the delay. And I've suddenly had this moment of, fuck, what if he's gone all final destination and he's had a vision <laughs> of the plane exploding and the fucker's just left us all there and hasn't even told us. He's just gone. He said, no, nah, yes. I've got a really bad feeling about this, so I'm going to go, but I'm not yes. going to tell anyone so I look a little bit silly. <laughs> so for anyone who hasn't seen Final Destination, the movies, there are, I think there's five movies in the series now. They're incredibly yes. creative from the point of view that someone gets a vision at the start of the movie. Um, they end up dying in this vision. And at the end of it, when mm-hmm. they hit the die point, they go back maybe 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and they realize it was all just a vision or a dream or something. But then everything starts happening like bad deja vu. And they realize that, shit, this is going to happen. I've got to get out of here. They panic. And in the first movie, it was a case of a heap of teenagers wanting to get off a plane because one guy said, no, nah, it's going to blow up. It's going to blow up. Which is not a great thing to say on a plane. <laughs> I'm just going to say. No, that that will, especially in this current environment, that will see you being asked to leave yes. via your tonsils. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, um, and in, that mo- in the first movie, they get thrown off the plane by security. They're there complaining about it all. Plane goes up, bang, it explodes, and they're like, fuck, you're right. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs> but then what happens is the actual, cr- the enemy or the bad guy in the movie is fate itself. Because fate didn't get the deaths it was meant to get, fate Mm -hmm. finds ways to actually kill these people in the order they would have died on the plane. Yes. It's very cool. I really love the concept. And all the movies are great. They're a lot of fun. They come up with all these wonderful ideas or ways to die. (laughs) They're a lot of fun. (laughs) They are. It's not a... It's it's top tip, roadies. They're not a (laughs) rom-com and probably not a first date film, especially if that's... You know, if you want to get a little bit of sexy time or you want to woo that special someone in your life, Final Destination, up there with not perhaps the best first date films that you're going to pick. Unless you're going to walk in and say, we're going to see Final Destination tonight. It's like, oh, really? I said, yeah, my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Rodies, you know what? And you can like, use that line because that'll pay off. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I've, I've had a vision of that and it doesn't work out well for anyone. <laughs> There's an explosion, but doesn't impress anyone. <laughs> and for some reason, I see two cocks. <laughs> so, I, you know, mind you, I think, whilst Final Destination is not a great first date film, the first oh. date film that I actually took my current wife on, well, my only wife, not my current wife, no, <laughs> like I can get someone to do that twice. There's that polygamy my, theory coming out. <laughs> yes. My wonderful wife of over 20 years, 22 years this year. Oh, you're um, really old. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're older. Shut up. <laughs> and you look it. 
I got told actually anyway. on Saturday night that I look like a Viking. <laughs> That's really fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you, Ragnar Lothbrook or whatever his name was? Ragnar Lothbrook? I have no idea who you're uh, talking about. Uh, he was a famous Viking. He had many sons who, anyway. Good on him. Bjorn. He obviously had anyway. five or six penises. <laughs> So the film that I went and took, <laughs> well, I'm not going to give you a Nordic history on the Vikings. I don't need one. <laughs> and you don't want one of pre-1000 BC. You don't want one. No one needs that. So let's that. just not do it. You know, but if the roadies, look, if you want a Viking special, hit us up. We'll give you a complete history of Vikings in a six-hour podcast with Joe and myself. Based on the television show Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> And Wikipedia. <laughs> so if you're up for that, I don't know if people in. have wiki because that means we actually have to read something. <laughs> I'm in because I would rewatch that series. Ah, right. Uh, anyway, what you going to say? Film, <laughs> the film that I and you got to remember, roadies, we lived in bumfuck Tasmania, so at the time a multiplex was not a cinema that we had. No, we had Cinema One, Bernie. And Cinema One Devonport. And neither were and very when, good. <laughs> no. But the thing that I really liked about, especially Cinema One, Bernie, was it, you could see that it would have been a theatre. It had a balcony. It had the floor. You know, so there would have been different levels of seating yep. back when it was in its heyday yeah. or whatever. And old style seating. The big curtain. Exactly. Cool. Loved it. Um, but, so, we weren't spoilt for choice when it came to what movies you could see. And so the only film that was really on was a Meg Ryan film, which I'm thinking seems all right. <laughs> Meg's been in a couple of things. I think she's just done You've Got Mail. That's a bit of a rom-com. Oh. And what could possibly... And okay. and this is before the internet, Rody. Can I make a you guess just... of what the movie's going to be? Yeah, no, I won't say this the title, before... but does it involve angels? No, right. oh okay. no, right. cool. fuck, no, that would have been great. <laughs> um, at least that was a rom-com. I chose to take, took my wanting-to-be girlfriend to When a Man Loves a Woman, which is a story about a woman who destroys her family due to her alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you said, not, not a rom-com. <laughs> no, not a rom-com. But the other film that you're referring to is City of Angels. Yes. Which I did go and see. That is Meg Ryan, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And, uh, Pretty Nicholas sure Cage. it is. Nicholas Cage. And I think I went and saw that with either my wife or my sister or maybe both. And for those who don't know about it, basically Nicholas Cage plays um, a mortal who's become an angel. Or, yeah, and he's been an angel. and. For whatever reason, God grants these angels long service leave, where they get to go and be on Earth for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. I can't really remember. It's such a fucking old film. Anyway, at the end of this time, um, Nicholas Cage has fallen in love with Meg Ryan because he's been mortal for the two weeks or whatever. And they've fallen in love, and then he actually makes the decision that he doesn't want to go back to heaven. He wants to remain on Earth, be mortal, grow old, and die. But to be with Meg Ryan. And so that night they make that decision and it's all lovely and I think they have sweet, sexy time. 
And then the next morning, you see this vision of her going out of a, a grocery store and she's gotten all this stuff for breakfast and Nicolas Cage has woken up and he's gotten into the shower and, you know, he's doing the whole sexy shower Everything's scene. Everything's perfect, Grady. Everything's perfect. perfect. And then, then you see Meg Ryan riding on a bike. Oh, down this mount, that's romantic. Down this mountain highway and you see the sun, the, the, the beautiful rays of sun glistening through the trees. Yeah. It was at this point, and then they flash back to Nick in the shower again, then they flash back to Meg, and then they show a semi-truck. It was at this point <laughs> that I broke one of my cardinal sins and I spoke out loud in a cinema whilst laughing. Are you... <laughs> She's going to die! <laughs> I proceeded to laugh, as I do. And if you've listened to the South Road Boys, you would know that that's... Not the quietest thing you've ever heard. Oh, that would have been and, gold. And it took another 45 seconds, but I could hear everyone in the cinema go, fuck you. Like, just... Oh, by the point, like everyone would be turning... I would be turning around saying, well, it's pretty obvious, isn't it, fuckface? <laughs> <laughs> but I just found it hysterically funny, and I don't know why. So, oh. if you were in a cinema, and you were at that film, and someone did... I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, sorry before that conversation, we didn't say spoilers. <laughs> so, you know, for all the 17 people out of the 7 billion in the world that haven't seen it, sorry about that. Who may now want to go and see City of Angels. Well, now they know it's a comedy. <laughs> well, I don't, think, um, I don't think it's all a comedy, but the last bit is. Uh, apparently um, so. <laughs> But oh, now one thing um, I needed to bring up because we spoke last week. We did where we did our joke palooza. Um, we that was a lot of fun too, by the way. It was a lot of fun, but we I started telling a story about my laugh and laughing, which started off with mentioning the album by the Vaughns. Oh yes, we didn't finish that. <laughs> Strangely <laughs> enough, we did a tangent conversation. <laughs> Basically, the whole story was, because someone has asked, there was a band in Melbourne called the Vaughns, and they had a one-hit wonder. And that one-hit wonder was, Who Farted? And basically, the song goes along the lines, Who farted? I heard it. Yeah, I want to know. And it just keeps going about how someone farted. Now, I'd never heard this song, but my friend Troy, who is obviously uh, on the other end of this conversation... um, played it to me whilst where were we we were in your car and we were going to Devonport yes. I don't know why I think we might have had Amy with us anyway you played it to me in your car and I started laughing and this was 1995 96 yeah a long time ago <laughs> and to the point where I was laughing so hard I could no longer breathe and then you started laughing because for some unknown reason you find my laughing funnier than the actual joke. I do. And you had to pull over. <laughs> you had to stop. I had tears the and I couldn't concentrate. Oh, dude. <laughs> it was up. It was up there with the time that we were listening to Craig McLaughlin's Check One Two. Um, oh, the B side to Mona. Yes, which was Barnyard Chicken or something. 
I don't now remember the title, but oh, we listen to that song so often. And all we listened to it for was to make you laugh hysterically so I could laugh at you laughing. Yes. That was it. But I was laugh but I was laughing at Craig McLaughlin laughing. <laughs> so there's a point in the song, Roadies, where they talk he's talking about this chicken and the how about a farmer's about to go out and hit this chicken and he goes, And I missed the fowl and got, got the, the duck. duck. <laughs> and that's all it is. It's so fucking not funny. <laughs> unless of course you are in Troy's bedroom with a couple of bloody stones dry ginger beers in oh, you. Oh, that stones. And then you hear it, and then Troy decides to rewind, because that's tape. So, play. Same bit, over and over again. And he, <laughs> and he managed to work out exactly how long it took to just play the laugh, and then after three plays of the laugh, I could no longer control myself, <laughs> and it would go on for what appeared to be hours, but was in real- reality probably 15, 20 minutes. Oh. But it was just over so and over again. So good. I love so good. Wonder, so that was the end of, of that story. That song. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it would be on the um, Ask Jeeves. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll check Bing. Here's a, something completely random. I just happened to jump on Facey to see if there was any more conversation happening on our Facebook page. If you haven't liked the Facebook yes. page, do that, roadies. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Housey's lovely wife has put on a meme that says, Did you know that if you put your ear up to a stranger's leg, you can hear them saying, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. So I've learned something today. Yeah. There you go. Bit of general knowledge with the roadies. And there he goes. Oh. I just, I'm just imagining Shelley going up to someone. She doesn't know. <laughs> Lifting their leg and they're going, what the fuck are you doing? Oh. I tell you, we're going to have to change your uh, your personality name from Ginger Ninja to uh, the Laughing Larrikin Lad. <laughs> the worst thing is, though, for whatever reason, it just—it's like my sneezes. It just goes up high, like I'm a 14-year-old girl at a Justin Bieber concert. It's <laughs> weird. I don't know. <laughs> Do you reckon? Um, Actually, speaking I'll... of like person oh, personalities of uh, names and that, remember we we're talking about the bike boy thing that came up a while back, a couple of episodes ago, about the yes, fact that bike I had boy this Troy. pretend superhero. I doubt that we talked about it then. We're I like think it was related. a conversation that came later on, but. Do you reckon any future superheroes could actually be cool in a cape? Or is the cape done and dusted? Because they don't have them anymore. I don't, I don't know whether or not the cape was... I think the only superhero, in all honesty, that has carried the cape off is Batman. Oh, not even Superman. No, really? because Batman's had a... Well, because Batman's had a purpose. What was the purpose? Batman has... Well, Batman <laughs> doesn't his back have... Super... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, but... Right, okay. So, oh, fucking get your nerd on roadies. Welcome to Geek Central. We're going to talk about capes and Superman versus Batman. Oh, fucking Roy. And they were thinking earlier, oh, this is starting off well with two penises. Now it's just gone downhill. <laughs> I tell you what, those South... Those female roadies, they'll be all like, oh, hello. Fighting them off with sticks. Yeah. All my penises. 
Um, right. I'm going to call one so, Barry and one Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Barry and Harry. <laughs> anyway, Superman did not require his cape for flight. No. I don't believe. It was, I have no idea why. Batman, on the other hand, did not have superhero abilities. Very well trained, very wealthy. And so he used his cape to glide. Okay. But I'll give you that, but I don't think that's that was the case initially, though, for Batman. I think initially it was just a costume piece. Ah, uh, because, okay. Like, well, I'm going back to, you know, 1960s Batman. Yes. I think it was more later on when we started going up to... Um, Dark Knight. Dark Knight sort of Batman, yeah, that suddenly the cape was then a flying instrument. Absolutely, because if you go back to Batman 66, I don't think in that series on TV (laughs) any part of the costume was doing anyone any favours. But I've got to say, Adam West was a cool Batman. Absolutely, I still love him. I love that old Batman because I remember... Saturday mornings, sitting in a, a vinyl beanbag in my mum's house, I, you know, under 10 years old, I'd made myself a bowl of cereal, I had my Ugg boots on and my dressing gown on and a blanket on and I would sit there and watch the morning cartoons and then that would come on as like a real life, wow, Batman. And it was and cool. The Batmobile. Fucking so cool. And all the criminals, all the arch nemesis like um, the Joker and the Riddler and Penguin were great. Um, yeah. Catwoman was one of the sexiest wow. women on TV, even back then. Yeah. Um, like all the crims and all the, the nemesis, they were all fantastic characters. They really were. They really were. Mm. Absolutely. No question about it. Yeah, it was a good series. No question Go about it. Go Down in History is a great <laughs> superhero show. But very yes. corny now. <laughs> and I'm not sure it's going to keep the interest of the modern uh, viewer no <laughs> I think if you yeah, like if you left it a few years and then you got your son Jakey to watch that new Batman I reckon mm-hmm. he'd be just wandering into another room <laughs> he just got <laughs> to wander off what is this shit <laughs> like, like a trance and he'd probably be thinking if I walk slowly dad won't realise he's just watching the TV <laughs> Kapow- one of my favourite things that if, of that is I even say it now, holy tissues, Batman, we've blown it. <laughs> and the special effects, the way the big pow would come up on the screen. Kapow! Kapow! Yeah. But I love that. Uh, that. That's the one of the things, and I, put it, I don't think people give it enough credit, to have that cartoon, sorry, that comic book crossover where you had the kapows and the bams and the biffs actually written on screen over real life stuff. I, that's just very... Camp and cliche, but so it's cool. quite clever back in the day. Very clever. Yeah, but um, yeah, I love those 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 Robin sayings. But holy tissues, Batman, we've blown it. Is a, is an actual one <laughs> said in that series? Oh, dearie me! Actually, you know, what else you, you got? know, you could have used the cape. Actually, this is a beautiful segue. You know, you could have used the cape yes. this week. Who? Mad Mike Hughes. Now, do you know who Mad, Mad Mike Hughes is? Mm, um, Hughes. Da- David Hughes' brother? No, no, strange enough. Mind you, I don't know what his brother's name is. It could be Mike. But I don't think it's Mad uh, Mike Hughes. 
Mad Max's cousin? Uh, no. That's not even Merv uh, Hughes' cousin either. <laughs> oh, right. They're, no. Okay. I, um, I, I don't know who he is. This guy is also known now in the media as Rocket Man. <gasps> I'm a Rocket Man. You still don't know? Sorry. You still don't know who he is? No. He's the flat earther who's a self-talk rocket scientist who's made his own rocket and is wanting to prove that the Earth is flat. I love that he's a self-taught rocket scientist. Right, now I'm going to give this dude a little bit of credit. So yep. he's launched his rocket finally after a few attempts that did not go to plan. And everyone was saying... Point of order. Yes. Where's Mad Mike from? States. And is Mad his birth given name? I think Mike is actually his actual name. I think Mad has been added by the media. <laughs> oh, okay. Mad, Mad Media. I think a bit of social okay. media has, has driven that. Um, so there's been a couple of attempts where he's been saying, okay, I'm going to launch it, going to launch it, gets to the point, something goes <laughs> something goes wrong. And now it's... Two penis thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to launch it, I'm going to launch it. <laughs> And then it's got to the point where uh, social media and all the rest have kind of said, this guy's never making an absolute, an actual rocket. All it is is a bit of a prop. It looks like a rocket. Dude's a complete fuck knuckle. Never going to happen. So hang on. Does this rocket, uh, once again, because I know nothing about it, is this rocket something that Mad Mike can sit in? Yes. Or yeah, no. His idea oh, is he wants to go up and he wants to see it for himself. And see that it's flat, and then say to people, "Yep, we are right, bitches. We knew it all along." But, but, so, <laughs> but, won't he take photographic evidence? I would assume so. But isn't that something that the flat earthers vehemently say is part of the conspiracy theory that the Earth is round? Well, this is... <laughs> that there's jerry-rigged photos. <laughs> this is the catch because everyone has also said if dude got up there. And suddenly yes. got up high enough and looked and went, yes. oh, shit, <laughs> it's Fuck. not flat. And then yes. he'd come back down. Then everyone else would be like, oh, he's been paid off or it's all a, a falsehood or he was never yeah. a flat earther to begin with. He just wanted to make it, you know, he's part of the conspiracy, um, whatever else. So, but anyway, do... Yeah, no matter... I mean, if he comes back with the result, it's round, everyone's going to go, duh. But the flat earthers are going to go, he was paid off. Fake news. You know, <laughs> fake news. <laughs> and there's a whole thing with the flat earth society. Mad Mike, not my astronaut. <laughs> not my astronaut. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. Oh, that is so good, Joe. Hashtag, not my astronaut. Hashtag not my oh. astronaut. <laughs> Unreal. I tell you what, um, the Russians are getting involved in that on Facebook. They would definitely launch that. Um, <laughs> That's for Daniel, comrade. You are not my, you are not my astronaut. <laughs> so, so this week, vodka. This week, the doom yes. was launching again. From where? About, I, I'm just hoping. I'm. I have a feeling that Mad Mike is from one of the southern states. I just, I even love, I love the name, even Mad Mike. It's just great. I mean, he should be, he almost sounds like someone who could play for Australia. <laughs> well, he does a bit of rocket tampering. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. Mad Mike coming in at 100 and k's uh, an hour. Right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna jump on being here very quickly and just find out exactly where he is from. He's gonna search Mad Mike. So that gets. I you. think what we oh, should do. Oh, it comes though, up with I've Mad just, Mike. That's great. I think we should go to Duck Duck Go. Duck Duck Go. Okay. What? Duck Duck Go. It's a, it's a search engine. <laughs> It's just because but, Bing was letting us down by not giving you a sponsorship. Is that the idea? Correct. But duck, duck, go. Bing was not there. But apparently, it's the search engine that doesn't track you. Oh, hello. So, I'll do a bit more research on DuckDuckGo as the alternative preferred search engine of the South Road Boys. Very disappointed with you here at the moment, actually, Joe. Very disappointed. Why? Uh, you miss the perfect segue with Mr. Chicken and Got the Duck to go into DuckDuckGo. I did. And didn't take but, it. But I didn't, but I only kind of looked at it after the joke <laughs> okay. had passed. So this wasn't a, uh, a planned interjection? No, not at okay. all. I was I was actually, while we were talking, I was, um, I was asked Jeevesing about <laughs> the duck song. And for whatever reason, I went, oh, hang on. I remember hearing about a search engine called duck something. And then I did it and we'd moved on, we'd moved past the moment. And it wasn't relevant to bring up Duck Duck Go. Right. And now you've just drawn back the curtain and shown the roadies how the sausage is made. So go. well done, buddy. Be careful. <laughs> so I've just jumped in. I've uh, I've thrown my cues into the uh, into the Bingiverse. Um, yes. California desert is where he launched from. So oh god. So just uh, could you get any more cliche if you tried? Um, no. But here we go. So you have a couple of lines that come up as a wiki to begin with. So he's known as Mike Mike Hughes, Daredevil. Right. Oh, Daredevil. His little uh, description is Daredevil is mad in commas. Mad Mike Hughes is an American yes. limo driver, Daredevil, <laughs> and flat Earth conspiracy theorist known for flying in yes. self-built rockets. <laughs> now, I'm just going to put it out there straight away now and say that man gets covered in pussy every night. Boom. Un- <laughs> unfortunately. It's the cats that have scraped off the road, and that's what he's covering himself in. Uh, oh, Mad Mike. But here's the thing, right? This is the thing. So, uh, I think it was yesterday. Oh, so here we go. Saturday in the States. Dude actually launched. Mm-hmm. With him in the rocket, dude actually launched. And actually made it nearly 600 <laughs> metres into the air. Can I just tell you, I've I've duck duck goaded. it. Yep. <laughs> okay. He launched at 500 miles per hour, which is over 800 kilometres an hour, yep. in a $20,000 homemade rocket made from scrap metal and a launching pad consisting of a motorhome yep. purchased off Craigslist. Yep. <laughs> it's spectacular. You couldn't make this shit up in fiction. The guy is a <laughs> self-made legend. Yes. Um, but I, I'm just amazed he actually got up. <laughs> that could be taken in many but, ways. Well, back to the two penises. But hang on, does it show what happened? Uh, well, he came down pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, like, he wasn't up there long enough or high enough to actually see or prove anything. So Right. I don't know, the poor dude's just... <laughs> He's one of you. A self-taught rocket man who believes the Earth is flat, 
blasting himself yes. 1,875 feet into the air in an effort to reach orbit and reassure himself that the world is shaped like a frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> frisbee. <laughs> they just, you know what? They say that in a very condescending oh, way. I can't understand why. <sighs> to, okay. Look, I'm, I, I agree with the, the thing, Mad Mike, but I actually think that he might have been called Mad Mike prior to the media well, getting on board. Well, it's possible because he, if he is a bit daredevilish. Do you know his do you know his world record? What's his world record? In 2002, he set a Guinness world record for the longest limousine ramp jump after driving a 3-ton Lincoln Town car 103 feet through the air. Dude. <laughs> Which is like 103 feet so like close to 30 meters. In a limo, though. <laughs> In a limo. <laughs> Fair effort. So, you know, maybe that's where he gets a bit mad, Mikey. Maybe. That's the thing, though. I think this is one of the things that the world has missed. Because I remember the days of the evil oh, Knievel. wasn't he so who good? captured the imagination of the 70s with, you know, jumping things or scaling tall buildings or setting things on fire unnecessarily and driving them. I don't think we get a lot of... Daredevil-esque. I suppose, do you think it's because the accessibility of the internet and YouTube means that these people, <clears throat> it's not as spectacular anymore? No, I mean, look at the, um, I think you might have been saying about the other day, oh no, it was Housey, uh, the Red Bull plane races. Yeah, oh, they are bunto. They are insane. Batshit crazy. But the whole world should be saying how incredible the skills are of these people, but it's just another thing that people do. Like, it's not... Well, it's just a... Huge. It's a sport. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at all the, the bike jumps that everyone do now. They do triple, quadruple flips, and they hang onto the handlebars upside down, and all the rest of it. Once upon a time, if Evil Knievel did that, it would have been everywhere worldwide. Yeah, but, I mean, you no longer see at the show or or wherever where you've got 10 buses parked next to each other and a, and a motorbike jump over the top of them. No. Whilst on fire, you know, that used to be a thing. <laughs> but definitely cool. Uh, definitely cool. And the thing is, they'd always do it once and go, ooh, now let's add some danger and set something on fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just have to keep making it more exciting. <sighs> yeah, ooh, on fire. I'm sure there are... Uh, look, and look, the radios will probably tell us there's probably about a million and one bloody um, daredevils oh, out there. Oh, no, um, no doubt at all. They're all blind anyway. <laughs> Oh, did you see what I did there? Oh, yeah. Yep, you're Matt Murdock. So back on back onto your thing. I don't believe... I think that the world has realised that capes are redundant, with the exception of Dark Knight Batman. Here's the thing. That's an interesting little segue back. Evil Knievel wore yeah. a cape. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fucking Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those were sequenced. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. I, I don't. That, that I don't was, think his was for flying either. <laughs> I think what you. I think what it is is, capes were from. I think capes died in the late seventies, early eighties. Evil Knievel's cape that was for flying. Elvis's cape feeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a little bit of a um, like a costume icon thing. Way back yeah. then, um, like I wouldn't be surprised. Elton John probably had a cape for a while. Probably. That wouldn't surprise But me. he was also straight for a while as well. He got married. 
Shit can change, which, kids. Shit can change. Which is, which is quite funny because um, Dame Edna Everidge, perhaps Australia's most famous, I think, drag queen. I don't really know where you actually classed Dame Edna. Well, she's been recognised as her own entity, but Barry Humphreys obviously dresses up in drag, so I reckon she's a drag character. I mean, when you look back, there are a lot of scenarios where men dress as women for acting roles and comedy and so forth. Yes. Um, I don't know what the terminology is for that. I think we'd need, if any of the LBGTIQ P... (laughs) Go Panda. ...community out there... Um, no, I think it's... Well, I think just because it's a character, I don't think uh, Dame Edna or the persona that Barry Humphreys has when he is Dame Edna, because Dame Edna's straight. Yeah. She's married. She's a housewife. Barry Humphreys is... Yeah, uh, from Mooney Ponds. Barry is married, um, and I believe he's straight. Um, or bi-curious, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Considering <laughs> that his wife issue. looks like a man, it's very possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, anyway, she sang a song, Dame Edna sang a song about every girl wants a, every mum wants a boy like Elton. And the song was singing from the housewife of Mooney Ponds going, how lovely would it be if your daughter brought home Elton John? <laughs> He's just lovely. The perfect son-in-law. <laughs> Not long after that, Sir Elton John said, you know what? I think I prefer boys. And he's or men, done it ever sorry, since. men. Yes, men. There was no... No, I'm not making any... <laughs> no, not a derogative comment. <clears throat> no, consensual of age relations. <laughs> I think is what Sir Elton was after. I'm glad we got that. Um, so, anyway, uh, Mad Mike um, didn't prove anything. Just to finish that little story off. <laughs> no, what he proved was with $20,000 in a motorhome, you can make a fucking rocket that's going to put you in the air that may or may not land safely. He still hasn't given up. He still reckons he's going to do it. I just, uh, the thing that I struggle the most is the only person he's proving this to is himself. Because everyone who knows that the earth is round will go, well, yeah, we already knew that. And all the flat earthers will either think that he's mad or he's been corrupted. So here's an interesting one I've just thought of. Unless, ah, what happens if he proves the earth is flat? Well, then we're back where we started. Do you think any of the round earthers, no. or as I like to call them, normal people? <laughs> Going out on a limb. Yeah. Do you think he will convert any to the flat earth? Or do you think the rounders will go, you've just doctored some photos like we've accused them of it's doing? It's a lose-lose situation, isn't it? No matter what side of the fence you're on. Or wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I was going to get to before, surely yep. somewhere... With all the flat earthers, because there are quite a few of them now. Like initially, I thought there were maybe four, ten, <laughs> <laughs> and and six of those were being um, ironic. Probably, um, I thought maybe there's a pilot out there that's a maybe. flat earther. Yes, and maybe that person could just keep flying in a straight line. How could you be a pilot and be a flat earther? Well, that's what I guess, but I mean, surely, if there's so many of them, there has to be one, doesn't there? And you just fly in a straight line until you find the wall, or you end up back home. 
Yeah. Well, no, because you... I, no, I, no one belo- I don't think the Flat Earthers believe that the wall goes up as far as 30,000 feet. Oh, oh, there's a point too. I suppose if we're really going conspiracy theory, maybe the government also buggers up or screws around with instruments so you think you're going in a straight line, but you're actually going around in circles. A bit like when you get lost in the bush. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you never see the wall. Oh. Okay. Now, there's one theory that the Earth is flat... But no one, and I think we've discussed this before, what's underneath? Is it a frisbee or is it like a, a sphere cut in half? The answer is I don't know. Flat Earthers, I'm sure, do. Oh, but they definitely do. They believe that the, the Earth is in a, forward, uh, a, a continual upward motion. And that's what gravity yes. is because obviously there's resistance or whatever. But maybe, fucking here's the thing, maybe. right? Maybe it's like a coin spinning. Which still creates that gravity. Oh wow! But when but when planes try and fly to the edge, it's not because the it's tilting at the same time and spinning this way. So you always end up where fucking you want to be. Oh, dude, we could become coinists. Coin flat coinists. <laughs> flat coin. No, because everyone knows a coin's flat. <laughs> oh, true. Coin earthers. Coin earthers. Um, and you know the thing. Right now, we can tell the roadies. Joe coined that. That's his. It's his. It's brilliant. (laughs) Oh, I love a good. You're awesome, man. Thanks, man. (sighs) That's it. it. We're um we're actually creeping along to our little time limit pretty quick tonight. What's going on with that? I don't know. Um, Just gift. It is, but I tell you what, um, you know, we got about another five. You know what I love about that though? What? It means it gets us closer to the teachings of thoughtful Troy. <laughs> oh, I so love that. I so love that, and I, I hope you love the um, because in in our conversations, it was we should add some music, and I'm like, all right, done. <laughs> Not knowing exactly what I was going to do. Now, Rhodey's just I'll I'll draw back the curtain, and you can have a look a bit more. Um, it was done in a pinch, and I don't have recording studio or or even any resemblance of musical Wait, talent. I thought, you t- I thought you told me you hired a band. I told you that. I lied. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Mather. <laughs> so this was done on my iPhone through GarageBand. I hope you liked the the soundtrack that I gave to Thoughtful Troy. What did you think? I actually thought it was good. It was, just, it was very, I told you, um, 90s trance. 90s yeah, trance. Yeah, it wasn't so much kind of, um, you know, 1850s India. <laughs> no. It was more like, uh, you know, once Stockhaga Mortimer moved out of the way a little bit. Yes. And then, like, the, the Doofy Doof trance come in. Yes. More around that range. Around uh, the Guru <laughs> Josh. Yeah. Who uh, drastically, terribly last year passed away. Um, absolute shock. It was drugs. I don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, and it was, I think it was at a, a Beezer, at a rave. I don't oh. know how that could have happened. It's such a strange coincidence. <sighs> well, for those South Roadies, or for those Roadies who haven't heard the teachings of Thoughtful Troy, um, let's have a listen. <laughs> and there you are. 
So, I now present to you the teachings of Thoughtful Troy. This is Thoughtful Troy. (laughs) Shut up, Chad. Thoughtful Troy. To win brings eternal joy. But remember, roadies, a rub of the ball does not extend the length of your wicket. Thank you, and bless. So there's a very good chance that Thoughtful Troy could become actually more famous than the South Road Boys. Um, could happen. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Robbins, buddy. I'm telling you, Tony Robbins. <laughs> he just, we'll put him out. We'll, we'll make a calendar. <laughs> yeah. I could be like Robbie All Williams. Once you leave, take that. You, you actually get your real fame. Like I'm going to remember years from now, the time I spent with Joe was good. But Thoughtful Troy, that was that's where it was at. <laughs> I think what you have to do is remember your time you spent with um, what's his name? Um, that redheaded bloke. Uh, <laughs> oh, we lived on the street together, so we. I don't, don't remember know. the street. It was a good bloke. What was it? Um, like yeah. North Road, North Street, like North Street, Northwest, North Street. Um, Kanye West, North South Street. <laughs> anyway, let me tell you about my new album. <laughs> I've got nothing more and I just love the teachings of Thoughtful Troy. So, on that note, I am Joe. I am Troy. (laughs) And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are. See ya! (laughs)